and then all of a sudden it's kind of gone and you're like, oh man, today I changed 10 diapers and orchestrated a turkey leg game and (laughs) I'm exhausted. Welcome to the Skilled Dad Podcast. This is the podcast for dads of all seasons to learn the things that they can do and engage so that they can go and equip the next generation for success. Here we sit down with everyday dads just like you to learn from their story, get inspired, and then start getting after it. So we invite you to join in, see what you can take away from this story, and apply to your life on your journey to becoming a skilled dad. Hey guys, and welcome to the Skilled Dad Podcast. My name is Zach Reeser. I'm your host. And tonight or today, whenever you're listening, this episode is a little bit different. We've gone a new direction, haven't we? Yes. The f- That very sound right there <laughs> might be like, what is happening? Skilled Dad. Well, so m- my wife, my beautiful wife, Sonia, who has been a large supporter of the Skilled Dad concept resource and especially podcast we've been joking around long enough that we said well why don't we sit on a podcast and so we're just going to sit down and do that because a lot of my capabilities of being a dad and learning would not be as honed in if I didn't have such an awesome tea drinking partner to help me along the way (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so just just to set the scene here, we have a new baby. He's four and a half months old, and he's a really good sleeper, but he still gets up once a night. Um, so, I'm, you know, by the time evening rolls around, I'm pretty tired. So I'm in our little podcasting area. There's a recliner chair, and I'm reclined all the way back, just making this a restful this time. Is a, this is a first time <laughs> for two things. Uh, one, for uh, young ladies to be on this podcast, and two, for someone to actually do the podcast while reclining. Yes. It might it might stick. That's a good recliner. I mean, you know, you got to do what works. We might have to take that to the <laughs> other studio or find, maybe that's what it would be, a skilled dad's reclining while podcasting seems fitting. I will say that I'm one of those people that I'm really all about posture. But at the same time, I do tend to get a little bit of nervousness when I start off something. And somehow being in this reclining position is making me feel a lot less nervous. So maybe it's not letting me get into that posture, like, intensity that I usually get into. Maybe. Or whatever you got in that cup that you're drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Some calming tea. Well, uh, so you're going to have to forgive me, everyone, as well. Uh, I either sound like Batman or have a little something going on. We've had we've enjoyed the seasonal change, uh, you know, cold going around through our house. Oh so yes. So we've been rock and roll with that. And Sonia, luckily, is the the queen of home remedies to help knock away colds. I got some tricks. What are, What are some of your tricks that you would share with those listening? Because real quick on this podcast, we know for a fact that there are dads listening. We also know there's some moms listening and a little bit of everything in between just based off of what we've heard back from our audience, what we've 
seen. And, uh, you know, this is good for everyone. Yeah. So tis the season. We're getting in the holidays. It might be getting colder where you are. I know there's a lot of you out in California. Maybe it's not as cold as it is here. We got some those in Florida. But for everyone else, why don't you share some of your tips? Okay. Well, Zach has been with me long enough that he's seen me go through quite a few different iterations of these tips. Very true. Yeah. I've tried some Very really true. weird stuff. Actually, I just tried something really weird right before we started recording. Oh, okay. But I don't have to go there. Um, but so you, just so you know, what I'm giving you is the cream of the crop of all the weird stuff I've tested. Um, and these are the best. So what I'm really into this year is actually a homeopathic remedy. It's called Aconite. It's $8 and you can get it either on Amazon or Whole Foods. Um, it's completely harmless. Uh, you can't overdo it. My best tip is if you start to feel even just the tickle, you know, that feeling when you know you're going to get a cold. Yeah. Like you know like it, a and, week ago. and you think, "Oh, it's coming, it's coming." Well, when you the day that you feel that, take four of these aconites, and it will either get rid of it, like it won't come, or it will come, but at about fifty to sixty percent less intense. I feel like I should throw a disclaimer: like none of these statements have been approved by the FDA. Yada oh, yeah, yada yada. Absolutely. <laughs> Not really. Totally. Though that's my number one. Really, I I I think prevention is really the key here. Yeah. Um. And that's a really like can't mess up, super low cost solution. And the bottle's tiny. You can just throw it in your purse if you're a lady or in your dashboard if you're a guy. Yeah, just your front pocket or yeah. console or whatever. It's funny. So I am the biggest, I have been prior to our 11 years of marriage, 14 years together. Uh, one of the biggest, not critics, but skeptics maybe of certain things but have been won over over time just to see some of the effectiveness. I'm like, give me the hard stuff. Yeah. Uh, but to see some of the effectiveness of these, and like you said, the prevention side of it, and uh, elderberry syrup, anybody out there, you know, it actually is doable as far as actually taking it. It doesn't taste horrible. No, it tastes great. And it works well. And so real quick, you're not just somebody that has this kind of off-the-shelf knowledge here. You've got some background in this. Yes. Tell us a little bit about some of this background and where your passion and interest comes from, that side of it. It adds to some of the authority that you carry there. Yes. Well, um, I grew up in a household that was very focused on natural living and natural remedies. So I got quite a bit of exposure young. Um but then, you know, as I grew um, and went off on my own, I wasn't as interested in it. Um, and then in my 20s, I started having some health challenges right at the end of college and kind of started to explore just um, like real food eating and other modalities on my own. And it completely um, cleared up kind of what I had going on. It was pretty, pretty amazing to me. And so that kind of... Um, got me on that path. And when we were living in Colorado, I ended up um, getting a certification as a nutrition therapist. And um, I just have a lot of passion for um, prevention and just using the natural gifts that kind of the earth has given us. They're very effective and safe. And it's just been a passion project of mine really for the past, gosh, how old is our oldest son? He's almost seven. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, guess it's been almost nine, 10 years. Nine, 10 years. Yeah. It's been almost 10 years. And I've really like done, I've learned a lot in school, but then I'm also a huge um, experimenter and I'm very curious. So I'm always trying stuff. And as I mentioned earlier, some of it ends up being a little bit um, wacky. Um, and some of it's ended up being great. So when I make a suggestion, just know that uh, prior to that suggestion have come lots of tries and fails. And what I'm giving you is, is good. It's made it through all my, my tests. Made it through all the tests. One of the other areas that you've helped out a lot, which I think relates to this podcast in many ways, is that as the skilled dad or the aspiring to be skilled dads, uh, during the prep stages for how we can support mom. Yes. And then after that, the nutritional health therapist background has helped many a young lady on morning sickness or prep for the baby, things like that. Yes. What are some of the, uh, I, I mean, I've seen them, but I've, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen them, been part of it. Here's one of the questions. In the, the last few years, there's been a, a variety of, of people you've been able to assist and help and give advice to, things like that. Uh, if, if someone is listening to this and they are either having their first kid or they're looking to have another kid, mm-hmm. uh, one of the areas of specialty, I guess I would call it, is, is helping moms with that preconception nutrition. Yes. And tips. What are some tips that you'd have for somebody that's maybe thinking about it? And then, you know, any dads listening is like, hey, I was, hey, babe, I was listening to this podcast and guess what I learned? Well, my biggest tip really is the fact that preconception nutrition is actually a thing. We all think about like, oh, once my wife is pregnant, then I'm going to make sure that I help her take her multivitamin and I help her eat really well. Um, and that's great. But in, in all actuality, um, a lot of the deep work and deep nutrition that really makes a difference happens actually before the baby is conceived because um, it helps both the sperm and the egg be stronger. Um, and also... Um, Wait, well, I, I missed that. What kinda, was, what was like, it? I kind of stuttered over it because I was embarrassed. <laughs> you danced around. Well, uh, okay, so... <laughs> but it's okay. We're all grown-ups here. Yeah, what was it that helps? And I asked because there's been, you know, we know there's a lot of people trying. Yes. So what was that? So it's called preconception nutrition. And that is when you take, ideally, like three months before you want to start trying to have a baby, you and both, both partners purposefully do sort of a nutritional program and what it does is it strengthens both the sperm and the egg. And um, also, especially for the lady, um, once you do get pregnant, and Zach is a testament to this, the first couple months, you probably feel really terrible and you're barfing a lot and there's just a lot going on. And so you might not be eating as well as you You're hoped. not, guys. You're not. Your, your wife is. Yes, yes. Now, there was some times at the beginning where... I was like, we're about to have a baby. And so that may have fit me as well early with the first child. But But yeah, so you actually might have difficulty taking your prenatal vitamin and eating like really quality food, 
which is fine. Um, but then you kind of think to yourself, mm, I did that preconception nutrition. So my body has good stores of nutrients. So this is really the interesting thing. So your baby, um, once the baby is there and you're pregnant, the baby is going to take what there is to take. Um, and so what often ends up happening is if the mom doesn't have a lot of good nutritional stores built up, then the mom actually ends up getting really depleted um, throughout the pregnancy or at the end of the pregnancy. So meaning the baby's going to steal whatever nutrients are there. Are there. And yeah. so you want to make sure there's enough for both. Exactly. That's that's it. exactly it. So the, the preconception thing is something that everybody can do. It doesn't matter if... You know, this is your, you're thinking about your first baby or your fifth. It really makes a difference. Um, in fact, I often say this to Zach, a lot of this nutrition stuff when it comes to kids, both before they're born and when they're here, it's like, there's only one time where you're going to be, that baby's going to be in your body. There's only one time to prepare for them to be in your body. And there's only one time when they're this sensitive age where you can really give them a lot of like nutrients and stuff and it really makes a difference like you're not going to get that window of development back i guess is what i'm trying to say you can't go back once it's already happened right you can't like replenish the system once it's already in the system Mm, not exactly it's just it's more like i'm just the host that asks questions okay no i'm I'm, you're the expert tracking with you there's windows (laughs) there's windows of development got it and you want to have all this the good stuff on board for that window because you'll never get it back. In fact, there's really, really cool studies of children who were conceived during war times hmm. versus those who weren't. Now we're talking war yeah. times. All right. And so because those moms didn't have certain nutrients, the babies had different outcomes. Hmm. Um, like they had lower birth weights, and then th- even through all the way through their lives, they had different outcomes. And that's what I'm talking about, these windows of development. So it's like... Let's say, um, you know, your baby was conceived during a wartime and you were deprived of, you know, certain nutrients. Like, you can never change that. Like, even if they eat great food from the time they're born until they're 10, that one window that, Mm -hmm. you know, you were forced to miss because of the wartime, you can't get that back. So how do you avoid that then? Okay. Preconception nutrition. Preconception nutrition. That's what I recommend. There we go. Yep. That's one really, really, really good step. And it's kind of a something that people it's it's coming up. It's sort of becoming a hot new trend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look into it. There's lots of books on it. So that's what it's called, but that's not necessarily like the things that make up the preconception nutrition. Yeah, preconception nutrition is just a concept. Okay. There's a lot of really good books out there, but I just want to raise awareness that this actually exists. Got it. And don't just think, oh, once we get pregnant, then we'll get a great multivitamin. Then we'll do you, the work. Actually, begins before. Yeah. Okay. So you're laying the groundwork. You're laying the groundwork. You're making sure everything's strong in there. Um, yeah. That your own body has the stores that it needs. It's Makes sense. Cool. Yeah. No, that's cool. So I mean, this is not a how-to with a, no. a step-by-step manual. Nope. But an awareness of mm-hmm. preconception nutrition. Yes. I love it. Thanks. It's very tactical uh, in a way that people can go and look at it if you're in that stage. Don't know how we got down that path quickly, but uh, but it was great. Thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. I am a store of knowledge. You, you that is a thing that you <laughs> you hold on to strongly, and so most people Google. I go to Sonia because it works out well. No, it's good. But 
post babies. Now, yes. you know, we are, we're, as you mentioned, we have a four month old, mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're three in, yep. uh, most likely that's where we will stay. Mm-hmm. And I, it's awkward to look at you as I say that. Cause that's the plan is three kids mm-hmm. just got the minivan. It's fabulous. It is fabulous. Um, as a as a skilled mom, mm-hmm. that's what I'm calling you because you have the wealth of knowledge. I ask questions. As the skilled mom, uh, what was one thing that shocked you when we had our firstborn? Oh my goodness! I feel like having having our firstborn just completely broke me. <laughs> Seriously, this is a podcast of honesty and truth and no. pre <laughs> preconception nutrition. No, but listen. It really did, um, and I've talked to a lot of other moms who say the exact same thing, but the cool thing is once you get broken by that first child and you just, I think, I just had no idea how much time I really had to myself. Mm. Like, yes, I worked full time, and yes, we had a full life of social things, but I still like drove in the car to work by myself, and I still like went to the bathroom by myself, brushed my teeth by myself, like... I had my own space, you know? Yeah. And then, and you know, I could orient myself to my own schedule. And then all of a sudden, you have this, I had this being who was with me all the time. And I would never know when he would need me. And that, among other things, because I have a lot of needs and, you know, he cried a lot. Um, and I, oh, I, sleep is also really important to me. <laughs> <laughs> so that was another thing that broke me. That's true. I'm a night owl, and you're like, Ooh. you know, there you go. There's the night owl sound, except I'm awake, <laughs> and you're not. Fading. Actually, this is kind of a funny tangent, um, but Zach and I are on opposite, as he mentioned, kind of opposite, what do you call that? See, my brain's fading. Circadian rhythms? Yes. So when um, in the morning, I really shine, and in the evening, he really shines. So we were just saying, wouldn't it be cool if somehow we could give each other a little boost of energy in the times when we're off, then we could be the ultimate super team. Yeah. That hasn't happened yet. Or at least on the same... It's like, you know, kids go to bed. I'm like, cool, let's let's do some things. Let's, uh, you know, create stuff, do podcasts, uh, whatever. Yeah, and And, I'm like asleep on the kid's floor, like... Crawl, arm slowly crawling out. It's the best I can do. <laughs> but you know, it's fine. Yeah. So, but that's your question. Time. Yeah. Um. Yes. So having my first child like totally broke me and sort of stripped away a lot. Um. But then, is it's really awesome actually being completely broken down like that because then you see really the true value of time. You yeah. reassess like how to prioritize mm-hmm. and you it that breaking sort of leaves room where I mean I guess you could say it breaks away a lot of your selfishness and it leaves room for you to learn a whole new set of skills I mean I now have this whole cadre of skills I never had before that yeah. I didn't have seven years ago and with every subsequent child it's just been easier because I know what to expect and um I've already had that like initial stripping away basically from all that. Yeah. 
maybe prioritization. You get to find out like what really matters to you yeah. when you knock some of that stuff off. You go back to macro versus micro adventure podcast. That's mm. I think what is that number three, three or four. Mark and Jenny found the thing that was important to them personally and then incorporated that into their family. Um, it does knock away a lot of those things. At the same time, I'd say this to guys a lot when I talk to them, uh, especially guys that are, they have one kid mm-hmm. and then it comes up, oh, you're going to have another kid. And they're like, oh, I don't know. And you find out the kids, maybe the first one's almost year and a half or something. Eh, we're thinking about it. It's amazing how all that knocking away also kind of fades away to the point where you're like, I think I'll have another one. All that sleep, mm. all that stuff, you know? And then it's almost like you forget. And then you are quickly reminded, uh, and we've done it three times. Mm-hmm. But that that prioritization standpoint and the things that you learn, I don't know, would you say that knocking away has bettered you in some ways? I think so. And And actually for me, I feel like, you know, it was all stripped down when he was born and it hasn't come back like ever. Like, I don't think it'll probably ever come back till they graduate from high school. <laughs> Whatever that sense of self that I had before probably will never come back or not like till they're gone. Um, but yeah, I think it has. Um, I think it's made me less selfish. Um, I think it's, um, like I said, taught me a lot. Um, yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's for the best. Yeah. I mean, it's we're in it now. Yeah. So either way, we're going. Yeah, we're going. We're rock and rolling, and yeah. find out new new trip, uh, new tick. Wow. 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 It's new okay. tips and tricks. Like for example, I've spent a fair amount of time this week. I am one of the grade parents for our oldest son's school, and <laughs> I am orchestrating a game in which the kids are gonna wrap each other in burlap cloth to see who can do that the fastest to simulate a turkey leg. And so right now, I'm trying to get someone from the class to get another burlap roll from Walmart. Not joking. Um, it's a new, it's a new chapter in a new season. Totally. Uh, but it's uh, <laughs> it's going to be awesome. A turkey leg. Don't you want to be in a contest to see who can wrap you up to be a turkey leg fastest? I don't. I, you know, I haven't thought about it. I'll, I'll, let me get back to you on that one. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Uh, it is fun to watch them continue to grow and and. Uh, develop and some of the just crazy stuff that they say yeah uh you know the kids say the darndest things is a great show because it's real mm-hmm. well speaking of school <laughs> and things that they say uh we got a new one today and <laughs> why not let's share that story yeah. on uh you can you can you can fill everybody in as to what we experienced tonight Okay, so I have a fab. Our son goes to a fabulous school, and I'm on a texting basis with his teacher. And we were texting about the aforementioned uh, Thanksgiving party, making sure that everything was signed up for that was supposed to be. She said, Oh, by the way, I have a funny story. Today we were talking about symmetry in class, and I asked the class, um, What on my body is not symmetrical? And our son raised his hand and said, your breast. <laughs> I'm yep. not going to be able to yep. talk to the teacher for, for a while. Yeah. Uh, that, one, that one's still fresh. I don't know where uh, that's coming from, but 
There it is. There it is. <laughs> so just wait for it. I'd love to hear some of the stories of stuff that's been said with anyone listening, because uh, I get to hear a lot of good ones. Mm-hmm. That's one of the first ones that I've heard are in. That's that's a big whoa. Hey. Hey. There you go. I mean, I feel like the normalized breastfeeding movement is alive and well in our house. Maybe that's why. I don't know. But I still... Well, there we go. There we go. That one's real. Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, before we wrap here and you turn into a pumpkin, um, I like to ask, what are three things that you would suggest or encourage Mm -hmm. people with? So in this case, what are three things that you would encourage a guy, a dad, Mm. to... um, be able, what would you encourage them to do uh, as a dad to help the mom? Hmm. I'm kind of setting myself up for this one, so. Well, I do think it's very personal. You know, every partnership has different personality dynamics. Um, you know, one, but one thing that I really struggled with, and I still do, and I know a lot of other moms do, is that when you become a mom... And whatever you choose to do with work or not, um, your workload at home becomes different. And there's a lot of things that the lady does that isn't necessarily, I'm not just talking about this today. You can't necessarily see it unless it doesn't happen. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like, it's sort of almost invisible um, until it doesn't get done. And then it's like, oh my goodness. You know, we don't have any X, Y, Z or the child has a rash, you know, something like that. Just little things. And I think just being aware of that, because as a woman who had a really good career for 10 years and um, you could see my progress, you know, as I got promotions and Mm -hmm. went up and it's kind of like, this is what I do. And there's, you know, a clear path to show what I did. And now sometimes I get to the end of the day and I'm exhausted and I've been standing all day and it's like, I can't really say what I did, but I just know I did a lot. Um, I think just awareness and support um, from the husband on that is just so, so critical because we do live in a world where success is so important and, you know, so many of us place our self-worth in that and then all of a sudden it's kind of gone and you're like, oh man, today I changed 10 diapers and orchestrated a turkey leg game and... (laughs) I'm exhausted. I'm going to throw a, a word into that one, too, that, uh, again, this can be an aspirational show for some, so right now it would be for me as well, but just the recognition piece mm-hmm. to help with almost that, the lack of tangible success mm-hmm. that you don't see every day, but stepping back and recognizing because, again, to your point, Sometimes, not that it's taken for granted, but you don't always recognize it until it's out of place. Right. Whatever that might be. Well, I'll give you... So that's good. I have two... Thank you for that. Yeah, two quick follow-ups for that. And I think, for example, one way you you notice when it's off is like, for example, if all of a sudden you realize your child has like really bad manners. Hmm. When... And the reason why I bring that up is because I'm working on that right now with our daughter. And I I, I honestly think I correct her or... kind of train her a hundred times in a day easily 
but it's just so small, you know, it's this Mm -hmm. infinitesimal little corrections done over and over and over again. But if I didn't do that, I mean, she would sound like a total savage. (laughs) I mean, already she's she is a savage, already a savage, and that's with a lot of training and discipline. She's ready to go bow hunting with me on Saturday (laughs) morning, like she's got face paint on already, ready to go. So savage is a good word. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Like, if I didn't do that, it would be times 100. Um, and this actually came up today because right now, um, because of the cold, Zach's been working from home. And sometimes I just feel so strange because I'm at home and I hear you making all these calls and like, you know, you're mm-hmm. doing this stuff. People are recognizing what you're doing. And I'm just like quietly doing my thing. But I, I'm like, if he comes out, it's going to look like I'm doing nothing. Which is not the case, you know, I cook three meals a day and do seven different pickups in a day and nourish everyone and, you know, but it's just different. It's just, there's not this cool check box. You just can't see it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I still feel um, weird about it from time to time. So anyway, that's just one little insight I want to throw out. Um, well, it's applicable to a lot of people too from work from home status now, whether yeah. you're in hybrid mode or you're fully remote sharing a house, maybe both of you are working, you know, whatever that is. Uh, in, in the case of, you know, what we've got, if you've got somebody that's at home with the kiddos, mm-hmm. being able to stop, recognize, and just be intentional about that, uh, I think that's a really good perspective. And that's not a perspective I could give, right? So mm-hmm. I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Oh, let's just come up with two more. You don't have to. Okay, because that one was really in my heart, so it's really fresh. Yeah, it's good. I think that's all I have. How about one right more? Now. Um, okay. Um, you know, I do feel like food is a really big deal when it comes to little kids. Um, there's a lot of making of food and like endless snack preparation. And then a lot of, they reject a lot of the food. Um, So I think just sort of being like willing to step up and help with food because that tends to fall a little bit more sometimes into the ladies um, purview and there's just a lot of it. Um, I will shout out to you today that you helped me make some of the lunches for tomorrow. That was, that was awesome. Quesadilla extraordinaire. Mm -hmm. Sometimes by the end of the day, no matter what your situation that you've chosen, you've, you've probably touched a lot of food. So my suggestion to the gentleman would be step in with food when you can um, and and any other, sometimes just little things like that, or fixing a snack or anything. Yeah. Washing a dish. You and I have joked about this and we can, we can, uh, we can wrap up this one, but uh, I always find comical the books that Hallmark stores used to find them and you can see them in other places too, but it's, it's like a... Uh, <laughs> oh, I know you're going with this. Like, is it? Was it called? Yes, yes. Right, and it's uh, a guy unloading the dishwasher, mm-hmm. doing the laundry. Now, I don't think that all of that. I feel like it's somewhat generalized, mm-hmm. in some ways. But as you stare at me, I realize I probably <laughs> have some laundry <laughs> to fold. Uh-huh. But I think the good takeaway here. Guys, if you ever decide to do a podcast with your wife, I would actually encourage it. It's uh, both humbling, scary as heck, and uh, a lot of fun. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm having a great time. But whatever, whatever the system is that you have at home, first we want to find out: Do we have a system? 
Mm-hmm. Second, uh, is that system working? Mm-hmm. And thirdly, where can we step in just to do a little something more, mm-hmm. right? That little surprise, the recognition, um, whatever. It's a team effort in a lot of different ways, and we all have different roles that we play in whatever households and what it looks like for you. Mm-hmm. But there is always an opportunity, not just with the kids, but with your partner, your exactly. wife, your you know partner in crime to, uh, to, to help each other out there. Uh, thank you for sitting down with me. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for letting me recline. Yeah, I'm glad that we've done this. We've been talking about it for long enough. We're just going to do it and then send out in the world and share your wealth of knowledge and perspective with others. So Thanks, thank man. you. Thank you. Hey, guys and gals. If you've made it to this point in the podcast, we want to say thank you for joining the conversation with my wife, Sonia, and I. We covered a, a couple of different topics. She got to share some of her deep knowledge around some different health areas and ways that we can equip ourselves if we're planning on having more kids or if you're going to have your first kid. Mm-hmm. How do you prep that foundation to as you build and get ready for that baby to come? Uh, we also shared a little bit about some of our story. But at the end of the day, it's what you can take from this story, which in this case is our story, and apply to your life on your journey to becoming the skilled dad. If you want to learn more, you can go to theskilleddad.com or follow us on the different social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Skilled Dad. And again, the most important thing is you can find something that you can apply to your life on your journey to becoming the skilled dad. If you know someone that you think would benefit from this, please share it with them. Hit that subscribe button so that you can join in our further conversations. We'd love to hear your feedback. You're listening to The Skilled Dad.